Right in those, uh, that, that song there, you could probably preach a whole sermon. Love so amazing, what love Christ had for you and for me. That he was willing, willing to come down from the glories of heaven to, to die for you and for me. To pay the ultimate price. And I noticed too, the song, our last song. What a day that'll be when he does return for his children. We can look forward to that day when he returns to take us home to be with him. To hold his hand, as it says in, in the song. There do be no more tears, he'll wipe away all tears. We'll be resting in the arms of Jesus Christ. Let me just open with prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for your love. We thank you for Calvary. We thank you for the blessings you bestow upon us each and every day, Lord. And we pray, dear Lord, that you just might forgive us for our shortcomings. And we pray here today, dear Lord, that we come with open ears and open hearts to receive your word. Your instruction for our lives, dear Lord, that we will follow you in your footsteps. That you'll guide and direct our lives in the paths that you would have us to go. So we thank you today, dear Lord, for this day. And we do give unto you all the praise and all the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, the scripture reading this morning is probably a very familiar one. I imagine Ron still has it marked from last week. Uh, it's John chapter 14. And we're going to read only verses 1 to 6. John 14, 1 to 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Thomas saith, Oh, and whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. As we look at the world today, you see many troubled hearts. You look at hearts that are failing. You look at people who are anxious, who aren't able to cope with the pressures of this world. Just in this past week, if you've been watching the Olympics, you've watched uh, the gymnast. She had to back out all most of her events because of the pressures that were on her. She felt so much pressure to to win gold for her country that she couldn't stand it anymore. She had to bow out because she thought, if I fail, you know, what's going to happen? I'm representing my country. And I thought today, too, as I look out there and see all these masks, we've been wearing them now for almost two years, they say, I guess it is. But how many years have we been hiding behind a mask in our Christian lives? 
Have we been hiding behind good works? Have we just showing kindness to other people? Trying to hide what is really within our hearts. And God's word tells us that Christ looks not on the outward man, but he looks upon our heart. And we as Christians today, we need to be walking that close walk with him. We need to be letting him use our lives and to guide our paths in the paths he wants us to walk. We need him to be guiding our talk as we represent him. That our talk and our walk is keeping up with each other and that we're representing Christ as a good ambassador. You know, the heart, as Dwayne would tell you, it, uh, consists of four parts. And those parts, each has a job to do. But when we come to Christ, we come and we need to give our entire heart to him. To let him take full control. We need him to create a new heart within us. We need a heart transplant. We need that old heart taken out and a new heart put in. To become a new creature in Christ, walking with Christ each and every day. Jeremiah 17.8 says that the heart is deceitfully, above all things, wicked and just desperately wicked. So heart plays a very important role in a Christian's life. And our heart plays an important role in our physical life. And as you look at God's word, the heart is mentioned 826 times. And the brain... Not once. The brain gets in our way, gets us in trouble. We need to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. As I said, we need him to come in to our hearts in a full and a real way. Psalm 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And I believe this is a challenge not only to those who do not know Christ, but for us as Christians also. For that one who does not, does not know Christ, they need to come with their sins. They need to come as they are. And to ask Christ to come in to cleanse them, to wash them white as snow, to give them that peace and that joy that they're looking for out there in the world that they'll never find. He'll give them that eternal peace and that eternal joy. You know, in verse 2 of what we've just read, John 14, it says, that In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, I would have told you. And I go to pre prepare a place for you. What a wonderful place that must be. It's about 2,000 years now he's been working on it. But you know, the most beautiful thing of all will be able to see our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To be able to thank him for paying that ultimate price on Calvary that day. For setting us free from the bondage of sin. 
In Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean unto thee, not unto thee, thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And I believe in these days we need to trust in him more and more, to surrender more and more of our lives. Because I believe that there are probably areas in our hearts that we are, you know, I just don't want to give up that little part. I want to be still a, a little bit in control of my life. But we need to lean upon him. We need to lean upon his knowledge. Let him direct our lives in those paths that he wants us to go. And he will direct us. You know, I'm so thankful today that Christ, he doesn't say, I want you to be a successful Christian. I want you to be a faithful Christian. I want you to just follow me, to serve me, to spread the word of Jesus Christ, how Christ loves each and every one of us. And you know that as we plant the seed, it's not us who's going to win anyone, but we plant that seed and the Holy Spirit will make it grow. He'll water it. And you know, it's so sad as we look around this world today that the majority of the young people, as, as I look at them, is they want nothing to do with Christ. They want nothing to do with the church. And it's sad, too, that so many people have a, a wrong view of the church or they have a wrong view of Christ. A question was asked on the street, I believe it was in London, you know, what salvation mean to you? One gentleman said, well, salvation means surrendering my life to Christ. Another gentleman said, salvation, you don't have to believe in anything. You don't, you don't have to believe in anybody. You, you work out your own salvation. How sad that is. Because, you know, as we read, Christ left the glories of heaven and paid the price for our salvation. And he's asking us to come on to him. Those people who are uh, wrestling with depression and uh, anxiety, Christ says, come on to me, ye who are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you the peace that you're looking for. Cast your cares upon me, and I'll take them, because I care for you. But so many people, even as Christians, sometimes I think we come to the foot of the cross with our backpack full of uh, questions or burdens in our backpack, and we, we put them down the, at the cross and we say, Lord, look after them for me. Please. I know you can. But then as we get up off our knees, next thing you know, we're picking up our backpack, we're putting it on our backs, and we're walking away. Christ said, trust in me. Leave your cares with me. And I, I will give you rest. In Psalm 119.11, it says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. 
And truly in these days, we need to be reading God's word. We need to be taking it into our hearts. And we need to let him guide us, as I said, in the paths that he wants us to go. So that we won't be walking astray and sitting against him. Knowing that we have his word in our hearts to remind us, we need to be walking that straight and narrow path. We need to trust in him fully. Matthew 6.21 says, For where your, heart, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so many people in this world today, they place their, their treasure, their heart, it's in being successful, having the biggest house or making the most money, uh, being a big success out there in the world so people will praise you. But we, if we're serving Christ, we're putting him first and we're building up our treasures in heaven. We're sharing God's word with others. As I said, we may not be a success, but we're being faithful. We're being that ambassador that we should be for Jesus Christ. And Thomas, he's a lot like, I think, a lot of Christians, and he was doubting, you know, he didn't know, well, you're going, but how are we going to know the way, Lord? And the Lord says, I am the way. I'm not one of the ways. I am the way. Come on to me, and I will give you rest. People today, I believe, out there in the world are looking to Counseling, which can help some people. With medication, which can help people. For a short time, it'll give them the peace. But as it wears off, the peace is gone. Whereas we give our life to Christ, it never wears off. His peace is there. He's told us he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's there through the hard times, he's there through our trials and tribulations. And you know, as we serve Christ, do we serve him with our whole heart? Do we serve him because we love him? Ephesians 6.6 6 tells us that not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. How are we doing in being a servant for Jesus Christ? Are we looking for the praise of man? Are we trying to please man? Or are we trying to Uplift and glorify the name of Jesus Christ. Are we doing it? Because it's the will of God. And our heart belongs to him. Matthew 22 verse 37 says. Jesus said unto him. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. All thy soul. 
and all thy mind. How are we doing in that area? Are we loving him with all our heart? Or do we let some of the world come in at times and crowd out Christ in our life? Do we let the problems and, and uh, tribulations of this uh, world pull on us and, and misguide us? Do our minds wander from Christ? Our minds should be focused on serving God and on God's word. Ask yourself, how much time do I really spend in serving him, in reading God's word, when compared to watching TV, listening to the radio, listening to the news? When you compare that, all that time do you spend and maybe just doing nothing? Does that outweigh the time that you spend and give to the Lord? Our heart plays a major, major role in serving Christ. It takes a total commitment, a full surrender over to him. that we're serving him, that we've been washed in the precious blood of the Lamb. And it's not because of anything that we've done. We can't work our way to heaven. We can't be good enough. If it was that was true, if we could be good enough, then why would Christ have come and paid the price for our salvation? We'll be never good enough, but because of Christ, we can be. We can be forgiven. We can know the joy that passes all understanding. We can know that no matter what tribulation or trial that you may have to go through or that you might have to face, as we look at this <clears throat> pandemic, I'm sure that there are many questions. Maybe you even ask yourselves, where is it headed? What's going to happen? But you know something? It doesn't matter. Christ is in control. He knows what the end is. He knows what the end result is. And you know, we know what the end is. We know that Christ paid the price. He's victorious. Today he's sitting upon the right hand of God, interceding for each and every one of us here today. And today if you heaven within your heart you have the peace that passes all understanding and if you don't know him today could be the day that you can ask him to come in take control of my heart Lord empty me out wash me afresh and make me into that new creature in Jesus Christ lead me in the paths of righteousness lead me where you want me to go Lead me to another sinner who, who needs to know about Jesus Christ. So may we plant that seed today, whether it be as our neighbor, our children. Sometimes it's the hardest uh, with our loved ones. To, uh, a lot of times with 
Janine and I, we have our grandchildren live with us part-time. Sometimes they see us the way that we shouldn't be, that, you know, we, we need to ask Christ to, to shine through us that we will be the example that we should be to our grandchildren, to our children, that they'll see that Christ is real, that he's alive, and that he can rescue them. He can wash their sins, make them into that new creature, and give them that joy and peace that they're so much longing for, that eternal peace and that eternal joy. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we know, dear Lord, that we do fail you so many times. We fail to take that stand that we should for you as we walk there out in the world. We fail to let our light shine. We hide it at times, Lord, not letting it shine out there in this world of darkness. Trim our lamps, dear Lord. Let us shine brightly for you in these end times. May we not fear what tomorrow holds or what, what may come along. May we trust in you, knowing that you are in full control, the Lord. That you conquered hell, death, and the grave. And that today you're sitting upon the right hand of God, interceding for us. We pray, Lord, that you would be with our loved ones and our, our children and our grandchildren who do not know you, dear Lord. We pray that we will be the that example that we should be, that we'll be a greater ambassador for you. That as they look upon our lives, that they might see Jesus Christ, that they will see that we are different, that they see that we've been changed by the power of Christ. So we thank you, Lord, today for Calvary. We thank you for your precious blood. We thank you that you paid the, the price for our salvation. You paid it in full. The debt we owed we owe no longer because of you. So we thank you, Lord, for this day. We pray you'll bless each one. We pray that we'll leave here today walking that closer walk with you. That we'll put our hand in your hand that you will guide us in the paths that you would have us to go. That you'll use us to uplift and glorify the name of Jesus Christ. So we thank you, Lord, today for all that you've given us for the blessings, for the prayers that you've answered, and for those unanswered prayers. We thank you and we praise you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.